Yes, sir, man. Your boy. I can't wait. Trey Young. I, yo, I like Trey Young more and more. <laughs> like I, I did when it first happened. I was like, damn, this is good. And he's in a Hawks sweatshirt. He, like, and he went like this, like yes. Hawks. I was but, like, ooh. But then I'm also yeah. like, man, hey, man, you're a basketball player. They gonna Shut try to up and play basketball. Yeah, like no, 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 Fox News. I'm not gonna let you get that off. You can't say shut up and play basketball. He can do what he wants. Yeah, I mean he can, but you know, like we ain't you. This is where people always get mad with me. You gotta know how good we are and how good we ain't. We ain't really good enough to be out here just like man, putting get, a target man, on our back. That man, that we don't play scared. We don't play scared. We out here. I like the energy. I like the confidence. Y'all say that with LeBron. LeBron was confident for seven years before he got a ring. LeBron he had to leave. Is also, LeBron is also second greatest player of all time. Trey Young, not that. Fair. Trey Young ain't even the second best player in the NBA, fam. Take heat. Fuck these niggas up. No trench, baby, you know the struggle rate me Being broke ain't turn me down, that CJ got me motivated I reel out, got on my shit and put my foot on all my haters Money stacking up in layers, look like I play for the Lakers We gon' fuck from 9 to 5 like this your job, I'm a trader I won't waste none of your time mine, I'd rather chase some paper Trapping too hard in the hood, I'm getting complaints from all the neighbors Like that young nigga too hot out here, he got so many flavors I work hard for what I got, so I won't let no nigga take it Walk me with my founder pop, he got me moving like Know this shit 1K for LC, we got millions on the table. Two, two, three, find out traces. Cross that line, it feels a facial. It's the cooter. Grab a fork and twerk it, twist it, twirl it like some noodles. I'm a big dog, fuck, I look like running with some poodle. You might think this was a poo haul. Just look at all these shooters. It's a celebration, bitch, another trapper made it. My whole jealous, bro. I think my plug even. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 23 of the Splash Cast. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and that is right. We are at the Jordan episode. Let's get Jordan into it, episode. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We hope you enjoyed episode 22. I know it was it was lengthy, but we had a lot to talk about, and football was back, man. So we're going to keep it going. This is the Atlanta edition. Part one of episode 23, we got a few topics we're going to talk about. The Braves, the Falcons, the Hawks, and HBCU news. Let's get into the Braves first, Norwood. Man, it's been a kind of an eventful week. The Braves' lead fell all the way down to one and a half games. We were up by like seven games over the Phillies and the Mets, and we ain't worried about the Nationals. And we ended up... Who? <laughs> exactly, the Montreal Expos. Uh, we we did it... Uh, we ended up dropping down to one and a half games because we hit kind of a slump. We played the Nationals recently, and shout we were trying out, to get... Shout out to the Nationals being the slump buster. <laughs> the slump buster. So we played the Nationals, and we needed to get out of a slump. And for those that don't know, the Braves and the Nationals hate each other. Like we are not, we are not friends. We are not, we don't have sportsmanship. It's the, we have smoke with the Braves and the Marlins. I mean, I'm sorry. The Braves have smokes with the Nationals and the Marlins. And, and, and let's be very clear. The Marlins, we only have smoke because every time that we play, they want to hit one of our players. And I get it. It's because you're trash. Um, the Nationals, or as me and Reggie affectionately know them as the Montreal Expos, would never respect them to really call them their name. Um <laughs> Ever. Yeah. So yeah. All both of them. Trash as far as I'm concerned. Just it will never get one any is, better. Yeah. Yep. One is compost and one is trash, but they all and, go in the and same. And the Mar- and the Marlins are a classless organization. Yep. But we're gonna focus on the, the national series. We ended up playing the nationals this week. And uh we've won, I think we won two out of three against them. Their hitter, Juan Soto. Is there? He is that man. Now that they've traded Bryce Harper, Juan Soto was the man there, and he was cranking home runs out against us. And our pitching is really up and down. It's we're good for a while, and then we're bad. And one person that is the epitome of being up and down and being good for a while and then bad is our closer, Will Smith. 
I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> Will Smith is one of the most inconsistently consistent trash motherfuckers ever. If y'all but, haven't figured out, that's Reggie's boy right there. I hate Will Smith, man. I When they put him in against the Dodgers last week, last year, I was like, we're going to lose this game. I saw that, and we lost. But anyway, so Will Smith and Juan Soto have, have a little bit of a uh, a history where Will Smith was trying to warm up for his relief appearance, and Juan Soto was standing in the background kind of like taking batting practice, and, and Will Smith was like, yo, get the hell out the way. And Soto said, my bad, and got out the way, and Smith was talking shit. I was like, all right, Will, I see you talking shit. Soto came up there and hit a two-run home run, blasted it. <laughs> blasted it. And then flipped the bat and looked at him. I was like, okay. So the very next time that Will Smith got up against Soto, what did he do? What happens in baseball when somebody talks shit to a pitcher? The oh, pitcher, you're throwing at him. got to give <laughs> him the heat. Time, every time. And he hit him. Hit him in the ribs, too. And he ended up going to first. That was the end of that. Well, of course, you know, they had to retaliate. So what happened? Freddie Freeman was up the bat and they threw at Freddie. And it was, wasn't even close. They missed him. They threw behind him. And, you know, that's just part of the game. But then, you can't, you can't miss. You can't <laughs> miss. Yeah, they missed him. And once they missed him, go ahead. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you In go. Because I want you to tell me what happened. No, no, no. In any confrontation. Rule number one is when you start it, you cannot miss. Mm-hmm. If you throw the first punch, you must connect. If yep. you're throwing at a player, you must connect. And that's what Freddie said. He missed me the first time. That's unfortunate. You don't get a second chance, man. Yeah. 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 You don't get no do overs. Like, and so they threw at Freddie. National pitches ended up getting uh, ejected. And he suspended five games, right? Yes, suspended five games. And I think the manager suspended one game, maybe. Yeah, because um, the manager told him to do it twice. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand that the Nationals are hot garbage and least you trash. You know, if, if, if I can't do anything else, I will hate on the Braves. I get it. Classless. Um, but didn't Soto give uh, Freeman some ups? Some yes. Big ups? So I did enjoy, and it's one of the things that for some reason nobody covered – even after all of that happened, Juan Soto went back and said, hey, man, that's the MVP. Like, even though the situation threw at a mist, came back, hit him again, and instead of Freddie, like, going out there and trying to put hands and feet on him, you know, he took his base. And then once once he got to second base, him and uh, Juan Soto had a good little exchange. It was dope. Uh, very classy way for MVP to handle it, but I would expect nothing less from the consummate MVP and one of the greatest organizations in baseball history. Yeah, man, Freddie to me is definitely underrated as the face of Freddie Freeman to me should be one of the faces of the league. He's a face of the Braves, but he's not really a face of the league. He's he's kind of like poor man Chipper Jones to me. Yeah, he just needs to, and he's basically Chipper Jones before Chipper Jones won a World Series. If he if the Braves exactly. were to ever win, <laughs> if the exactly. Braves were to ever win a World Series, Chip, uh, Freddie Freeman would be he would be Chipper Jones. He would yeah. be the man. He would be cemented in Braves legacy forever, right? And shout and out to Chip, man. Shout out to Chip, man. Chipper Jones, the greatest Chipper Jones interview I ever saw was his first game back after he retired. He was drunk in the box. <laughs> man, there's certain people. He Chipper Jones may almost fall in that Deion Sanders category of people who are untouchable. We had the mm-hmm. snowstorm. He riding around on four wheels picking people up. Yep. Getting them out of the snow, getting them out of the cars. He's just picking people up at four wheels, taking them to their house. You cannot speak ill of Chip, period. Protect the class. Yep. Salute. Yep. Yep. So we really wanted to cover how the Nationals are a trash organization, but MV Free still handled it with class. Moving on, man. The Braves made a lot of deadline moves, a lot of free agency moves at the trade deadline because Acuna got hurt. He ended up tearing his ACL, right? So we ended up bringing in Solaire Volt, Voigt, V-O-G-T, Volt, Volt, Volt. V-O-G, yeah. Volt. Uh, we brought we brought in uh, Volt is a catcher. We brought in a few pitchers and Alex Anthopoulos. All of these moves have definitely uh, paid off. And one person that hit a game winner against the aforementioned. National slash Expos was vote. 
and he was a cat. He's a catcher that we brought in after Travis Darno got hurt. And we were sinking. The ship was sinking quickly. We kept telling y'all that we suck. We're trash. And he ended up hitting a home run and uh, hitting a game winner that actually kept us in uh, first place and kept our lead at two games because the can, Phillies and the Mets were surging. Go ahead. Can, can we take a moment and just let it set in that we had the Hawks who started out in a very bad situation, <laughs> but the leadership fixed the ship. And now we have Braves who are basically running the same course and things started out super ugly for us. And now we look competitive. Hey, Falcons, you're on the clock. Um, I think the Falcons are one year away, but yes. Being competitive. Oh, no, 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 not one year from I'm talking about being competitive. Yeah, well, we got to find a quarterback, a new quarterback, because we're going to have to, we'll get there. But yes, <laughs> Falcons, you need to be paying attention because these other guys ain't ain't ready to die. Nope, not at all. So, uh, uh, shout out to, to the moves that we got. Solero is out here balling. He's hitting home runs. Moving Ozzy Albies to the first. Sorry, moving yeah. Ozzy, moving Ozzy Albies to the leadoff. He's he's flourishing. How do we have two of the best leadoff hitters in the MLB on one team? Like mm-hmm. without a doubt, Acuna is the greatest leadoff hitter of all time for the Braves. Easily. I, I 100% think that if Acuna wasn't in that spot, Albies will probably be that guy. Yeah, fair. And shout out to lead. I mean, we ain't had this type of leadership in a long time. I'm over here ready to drop a Denzel there because they get it <laughs> together. Man, I'm like, wait, y'all guys just not phoning it in and just giving up like we've so we've done so many times. Like, no, we're fixing things on the run and we're we're we are committed to staying competitive, and that's beautiful. As a, this ain't always easy, folks. It isn't. It hasn't been. It hasn't been. And one thing about the Braves, though, is that we've been consistent. The Braves have been consistently ahead of this division. Once we get to the playoffs, it's another thing. But for now, we're in the regular season, and we are four and a half games up. And we play in the Marlins. We played the Marlins last night, which would be the 10th of September. And we were down to nothing. They hit a two-run home run in the second inning. And then all of a sudden, we hit five in the fifth. And oh. that helped. Oh, go ahead. I'm telling you, last night, I'm watching on my phone. All right. Braves down 2-1. I'm like, boy, this is going to be a, it's gonna be a, a long, slow loss. I'm yeah, and that, as a matter of fact, their pitcher only had like a 2.3 two, a, a ERA or something like that. Their pitcher was good. Yeah. And okay. then we got we got to that fifth inning, and boy, it went crazy in there. The notifications <laughs> started going, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's up and it's stuck. I, I'm, I'm okay with this. The thing about our lineup is that we're so explosive. It's very difficult when everybody's healthy, aside from Acuna. I mean, this year, it's very difficult to pitch around anyone. Travis Darno coming back. And and settling down the pitching staff. Ever since he's gotten back, the pitching, while it still needs improvement, it has gotten better. And Way there's one person, there's one person that I do want to shout out. And just for the fact that I haven't had to think about you or say anything about you is why I want to shout you out. Luke Jackson. Luke yes. Jackson, we have heard nothing from you. We've heard nothing from you, Luke, and that is a good thing because yeah. you were the talk of the town for the last two years. You were atrocious. Number 70. The, the, the sports commentators here don't even say your name. They just call you number 77. You haven't even earned the right for people to say your name. But you haven't. You found your niche. You well, found your say, I am, be, I am Beyonce. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> no one is around you. He is our sixth or seventh inning pitcher. We brought back Shane Green. And that's the thing with the Braves pitching. As long as you don't hear anything about it, yes, it's good. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm over here like, man, we're we. I'm all right. I'm gonna knock on every piece of wood or simulated wood that I may have in my apartment. It feels so good that we haven't like just start tricking off games like we were at the beginning of the season. It's not like the the hit like outside of the pitching, we've played very good the entire season, but we mm-hmm. just the pitching was just so bad in the beginning. 
And it was like we would hit well, we get up, and then somehow the the pitching would still trick it off. The bullpen would just be atrocious. We just we we haven't had meltdowns in a long time, and that feels really good. And it's probably good for my stress levels too. So shout out to you guys helping your boy out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the Braves are currently four and a half games up in the division, as I said before. Uh, we've gone. I think we won two of the last three. We've gone five hundred baseball. Uh, over the last 10 and right now we are in the midst of playing the marlins and then we play the rockies so we actually could stretch this lead in the division if we could keep if we could win the majority of these series let's not linger here reggie let's not give these guys too much attention they playing well let's not use up the juju let's move on to football man yeah (laughs) all right braves i try i try i try braves we love y'all keep it going uh, with that being said, obviously you don't have anything else to say, Norwood. No. So let's <laughs> let's get safe. some football. <laughs> Y'all do good. We out of here. Let's get into some football. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna get into some football as we talk about the Falcons segment here on part one of episode twenty three of the Splashcast, the real Splashcast ever. Uh, the Falcons finally kick off the season. Uh, the regular season is here. We play against the Eagles. I think we play them here. We play them at home. We play the Eagles. And in recent history, the Falcons and Eagles have had wonderfully entertaining games. Uh, we've come up short against them a couple of times. They come up short against us a couple of times. We normally, when we play them, It's either in the divisional round of the playoffs or where there's a lot of expectations for these teams. And uh, we're we're perennial playoff teams and division leaders and blah, 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 blah. That is not the case this year. (laughs) Uh, This year, both teams are terrible. Um, The Falcons have zero expectations as we are now transitioning to a new coach, new defensive coordinator, new whole coaching staff. We have gotten rid of mainstays uh, Julio Jones being one of them. We also cut some offensive linemen. The one. (laughs) The one. And the Eagles are in some bit of a flux as well. They've gotten rid of their uh, Carson Wentz. They've gotten rid of Carson Wentz. They've made some moves. Uh, They're starting Jalen now. And they somehow managed to get Zach Ertz back on the team, and he seems to be at least says that he's happy. Blink twice if you're really happy. Um, <laughs> so uh, with that being said, man, we're going to kind of preview episode – I mean episode. We're going to kind of preview uh, week week one uh, versus the Eagles. It's going to be really quick. And that's yeah, really all we got for the Falcons. I'm going to go ahead and preview this very simply and very easily. Both of these teams are bad and worse – uh, I do think that the Falcons should be bad, and I think the Eagles should be worse. Uh, I don't <laughs> really? Think the Eagles going to be worse than the Falcons? Yeah, they have to be. The Eagles have a bad offense and a bad defense. At least no, we they have got a good defensive line, man. They have a bad secondary. Okay, all right. So Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst, uh, Calvin Ridley, today is your day. Uh, none of those guys are good. And Jalen Hurts, while I do – think that he was the better decision to make Matt Ryan you got to beat Jalen Hurts it's that simple yeah uh I think this is so what's interesting is this is the first time we're actually going to see the Falcons team on the field the first team offense defense on the field we they did not play at all in the preseason are you excited Uh, about seeing that I (laughs) am excited about seeing uh (laughs) <laughs> I'm about to dance. Dance, dance, let's dance. I'm about to dance around that question. I'm excited about ready seeing... to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about seeing uh Kyle Pitts. I'm excited about seeing the new offense and how we will incorporate two tight ends. I'm excited about Wayne Gallman. Uh we did sign him from the Giants. I'm really excited about that because now we kind of have like a thunder and lightning combo at running back. Defense, I don't know where we're gonna go. Uh, I still don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any confidence in our secondary at all. You our mean the same? Seven, this is the same defense that we've been soliciting thoughts and prayers for since training camp. <laughs> yeah. And they have. I, I, I ain't gonna say prayers going hurt because I don't doubt Big G. But uh, 
I ain't seen nothing yet. I, just, I have I, seen flashes though. I have seen flashes, but it is preseason. But I have seen flashes. I uh, will Jalen say Hawkins that. look good. Jalen Hawkins look good. Terrell looks good. Everybody looks good individually, except for Oliver. I still don't like Oliver. But everybody I, looks good individually. I don't think that it's probably as bad as I believe that it will be. But oh no, it's as bad. I I think it's one hundred percent as bad as you think it is. No, nah, teams that we about to play this year. After I, seeing the Cowboys yesterday against the Bucks, oh my torch! But I okay, <laughs> I want to keep it brief on the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys are going to place their level of competition. I we'll get that. We'll get to that. We'll get yeah, to that. They can play up, but they're going to play down too. All in now. But but so I I think I think for the Falcons, I'm excited to see Grady Jarrett as well. Uh, Grady hasn't really played, but he's he is the only Falcon that I'm like. Eh, I don't really need to see him play. Yeah. Like he he balls out every game. Like he does every job. game. Yeah. So and then our linebackers are the strength of our team. I'm I'm excited to see Michael Williams, number 43. He is a beast. He played uh he came from Fresno State. Everybody was like, who is that? Well, he played safety, linebacker, and defensive end in college. And everybody was like, Well, what is he gonna play in, in the pros? And they kept trying to make him a middle linebacker. And a defensive end, well, you know what Dean Pease is doing? He's played safety. He's played linebacker. He's played defensive end. We, we, Dean Pease is not reinventing the wheel on defense. Look, I'm going to send a whole bunch of people at you every play. You figure it out from there. Yep. And I think, you know what, the other part is, I think that we're just better because we don't have to deal with Dan Quinn. And unfortunately, God, he's so bad. Cowboys, that that's your boy, and and Tom Brady made him look just like who we thought Dan Quinn was. Congrats, yep. Mushu. Uh, but for <laughs> us, but for us, it's sometimes an addition by subtraction. So I do think that we have a much more competent coordinator. I think we have a more competent coach. I still don't think that the players themselves are are necessarily fantastic, but not at all. We need to beat the Eagles, and we should right. With that being said, us us going against the Eagles, the division, the NFC East is the NFC least again. And there's to me, they're the third best team. I think they don't I they do have weapons on offense, but Cowboys and Cowboys and who? No, no, no. The Eagles. I'm saying the Eagles have weapons on offense, but I don't know if they have enough to keep up with us. They'll be leaning on that defense. And if we can get that defense off of – if we could keep their defense on the field and our defense off the field, we should win. Score so predictions. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I actually believe the NFC least it doesn't have a first or a second. I think that the Cowboys come in third, and then I think everybody else is in a in a four-way – I mean, in a three-way tie for last place. Um <laughs> So y'all don't have a first or a second. Y'all are trash, and then everybody else is battling for more trash. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly my belief. <laughs> I believe that we beat them 2014. I was going to say, I think we win. Uh, I think this is going to be a battle of the field goals, and I think we're going to end up winning 16-9. to nine. Young Way Koo! I think Young Way Koo's gonna power. That's gonna be our offensive juggernaut this year. Young Way Koo. This year, what you mean? Last year, <laughs> Young Way Koo, pro bowler. So. And you know we yes, can't score. Sir. We can't score in the red zone anyway. So we hey. can't score in the red zone, in the green zone, in the hey. no fly zone, and hey, we man. can't score nowhere. Hey, keep that. Oh. Keep that foot hot. Yeah, keep that foot hot, Young Way. Keep that foot hot. Well, young ladies, way. <laughs> yeah, hey man. You've yearned the respect that people actually call you by your real name, not the spelling of it. Yeah. So, Young Way, offensive juggernaut, power us to a win in week one. We're going to be one and oh, baby. You already said we was going to be one and oh. We did the prediction earlier, and we're sticking by it. Falcons, one and oh. It's my team, and I'm going to stick by it. <laughs> and now. Ah. Or now. Now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we told you it was going to be quick. Uh, look for the Splashcast. We may do a uh, Instagram Live after the game on Sunday. We may. We'll let you know. Um, with that being said, Nord, if you don't have anything else, man, let's get into some basketball.
Yes, please. Um, I don't want to linger on this football thing. I, w- I didn't want to linger on baseball because that's the good juju. I don't want to linger on football because of our secondary. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we get into our basketball segment of part one of episode 23 of the Splash Cast. We're going to dive into some Hawks news, man. We got a few topics we're going to talk about. Uh, some off the field, off season news was kind of funny. Trey is still trolling the New York Knicks. So WWE uh, had a show in Madison Square Garden this weekend, and one of the uh wrestlers decided to troll new york and brought trey young out in full hawks regalia to a symphony of booze it was it was awesome so somebody you know reached out to me and said that it was smackdown in madison square garden so the only person who will rightfully be there would be trey young um yes sir yes sir I mean, he was the last person to have a SmackDown and MSG. So, yep, and he was. It was so the fact that he came out to the booze, and there was one Hawks fan in the ramp when he was walking. There was a dude on the side. He was like a town, but he had full Hawks regalia on, which was like twisting the knife counterclockwise. You know, like, and I was like, bet. But the but it gave me. You remember that Kobe Bryant? It was one of the last Kobe Bryant commercials when he was playing and it was when everybody was booing him and he hit a shot and the lights went off and he pointed to the crowd all right tell me why you hate me tell me why you hate me he started directing the symphony of hate Mm, mm. that's what i see with trey trey is like bet the more you talk shit the more i'm gonna destroy you and i do think that that is one of the like i think he's more fueled by the booze than the supporters yes I think I think he's always had supporters coming from Norman, coming from Oklahoma. Uh, he's from Oklahoma, right? Yeah, coming from yes. Oklahoma, and he went to Norman, uh, Oklahoma University in Norman. I think he's always had supporters. He's always been kind of like, especially the, when you come from the, a place like that, nobody has anything bad to say about you because it ain't but one. Yeah, you're the pride of the community. Like they're not they're not churning out basketball players in Oklahoma, although they do have a few. They're not churning them out yeah. like major states, right? When I say major states, states with major cities. So he's always been the pride of it. And then when he goes national, he's kind of been the underdog. They said he's too small or whatever. And that's when he feeds on it. If you go back and look at his tape from high school, when they was talking trash to him, that's when he would drop 60. Yeah. You know I mean, even this summer when uh, one of the basketball street legends was talking trash and when they were playing against him, and he was like, yo, what league he played for? And then when it hit the game, when the three in his face. Like, that's the stuff Trey liked, and that's the energy I like. I don't care that he was on WWE uh, SmackDown. It was funny. It was great. But I like the energy that he's bringing to the Hawks. Like, yo, we here. We here. We ain't sitting there. We, yes, we're good. Yes, we're confident. You could, you're going to have to bring your best against us, and we're going to kick your ass, and we're going to let you know about it, New York. I, I waffle between both sides of this. One side, I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Talk your shit. Go for it. I like it. It's entertaining. And I do... Like he enjoys being a showman, and yep. that is something that we haven't had. His showman level, Dominic I would Gerson. say we have we haven't had since Michael Vick. And Michael Vick wasn't oh, just yeah. Michael Vick wasn't really a showman. He he was just so outside of the mind of an athlete that everything he did was just amazing. Yeah, amazing. Trey thoroughly enjoys actually putting on a show. And I will say this. I'm going to shoot him his bail here. If you're going to pay a man a hundred trillion dollars, we deserve to be the show. Yeah. You are the face of the franchise. He's the and show. I like how he's building his brand. He's, if you look at players and I'm not going to go into in depth, but I'm going to reference this name because we're going to talk about it later. You give a player a hundred trillion dollars. They can either rise to the occasion or they can collapse. Right. They could, always, like, they could always be your boy uh, who plays Andrew Wiggins. You could always be Andrew Wiggins. I wouldn't even say Andrew Wiggins because they gave him that money and he wasn't 
bad. He didn't rise or fall. He stayed level. He he never improved. Yeah, he never that, got that's, worse. That's not how it's supposed to go when they give you a, a big bag of money. <laughs> I was going to reference uh, uh, Ben Simmons. Like you either rise or you fall, right? And like Trey, for it, it remains to be seen. But the energy that he's giving off is he's going to rise to the occasion. Now I will but, say that Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, unfortunately, did not have the leadership that Trey does. True. Trey's ben Simmons, team yeah, is built. Right. Trey's team is built for his success. The team mm-hmm. is built where everybody else plays defense and lets Trey shoot every shot that he wants, except for Bogey. Because Bogey going to shoot his, too. Yeah. And 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 I think also, if you want to get into to the – to the nitty gritty about Trey's game, he's starting to embrace getting everybody involved in the second half of the season. Big Nate. Thank you that for that. Big Nate, big Nate. But, and, John, and John Collins said, Hey man, you come on, Trey. You really say that in the game? Come on, Trey. Yeah. Cause he wouldn't pass him the ball. <laughs> Trey was like, Oh no, oh no. No, pass me the ball. 20 and 10. Yeah. But you know, so, uh Trey Young is still still trolling New York, still trolling everybody else. And I love it. We here. We here for the smoke. We're not backing down. And Keep that New, same energy. And New bro. York. What y'all gonna do? Y'all still got the same one blair y'all had last year. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care not one bit. Okay, no don't no one shit. blair last year, one blair this year. I respect that one player. Everybody else, big mid. Big mid boy. So uh, some other news that happened with the Hawks. The Hawks are still adding players. So uh, the Hawks added a wing, another wing, a six foot seven player from Brooklyn, from the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Timothy Cabarro. His role in Brooklyn was he's a three year player. Uh, he's a he's in his fourth year. His role was always to guard the best perimeter defender um, for Brooklyn. So whoever was playing against Brooklyn, whoever there their best perimeter player was he was he was the person that they put on that's an interesting signing to me because i thought our roster was pretty straight like we with everybody that we had we definitely i don't think we needed to add anybody else especially at the wing position oh no 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 what travis link is letting everybody know is if you're anywhere between that 68 i mean 66 to 69 200 to 220 there's a space on, on this team for you and we will figure out if you're good enough to stay but we're gonna we're gonna get the entire the entire league of guys who are available six six to six nine 200 to 220 and we're gonna pick the best four we at, at any point and i think that there are probably at least 15 teams that should be following travis link and taking notes on everything that he's doing um so the thing he, about the thing about this signing is, I and I'm looking it up just to make sure I say the right thing, but I think his deal, it is, it is non-guaranteed. It's a one-year non-guaranteed deal. So what does that tell me? If I sign somebody that's a few years older than you, that is a proven defender to a one-year deal that's non-guaranteed, what is that is? That's a tryout. So that means you're, you're trying out against somebody else. It's a tryout and it's an insurance policy. DeAndre Hunter Hunter went down for long periods of time. And also Cam Reddish went down for long periods of time. You want both of those guys to heal, but you know that those knees and things are very tricky. And unfortunately, and Bogey, like Bogey was out there one leg at the end of the season. He was like, all right, you got me last time. But what I'm going to do this year is we got the the big handle. Mm -hmm. We got the depth there. So, but these the the backup point guard, nah. I, I failed this test too many times. This time I'm gonna pass, and everybody else, because the wings are all so kind of in the same mold. They majority of them can also play two. They can play the two three or the three four. That those guys are just insurance policies. Just I just need all that I can get, and then if anybody goes down, hey, I got another one. Well. I agree. Yes, but I still stand by the point that I think it is a it's a try to me. I think it's a tryout because 
And the point I was making was I think it's here to push Cam because Cam has been in the trade rumors for the last three, four months, right? And then it, those trade rumors definitely jumped in uh accelerated when he balled out against in the playoffs against the 76ers and especially the bucks. So to me, it, it is an insurance policy for if somebody gets hurt, but it's one it's also here to push cam. Like, look, man, we are already in contract. Oh my God. We are already in contract negotiations with, uh, Oh, we are already in contract negotiations with Kevin Werder. So if we're in contract negotiations with Kevin Werder, we already know we're going to sign DeAndre Hunter. That, to me, that is something that's not even a, a discussion. So we already going to sign. Foregone conclusion. Yeah, we're going to sign DeAndre. We already signed Werder. We signed Trey. We signed Capella. We signed John Collins. The only missing piece is whether we sign Cam Reddish or whether we trade you. So I think Cabarro's here thing is here to push cam to be like look you got to make it bro and you got to take a step forward you also like unfortunately we got to be real about the good and the bad about cam mm-hmm. cam versus the bucks and that that last series is world beater cam the world other, beater cam the other part is he's also unplayable cam sometimes you need that insurance policy I don't think he'll be unplayable, but I agree. I agree. Right. He was he was unplayable, he was unplayable last year. If no reason, I suddenly believe that he's now going to be playable every game all the time. It is it was times when you're like, hey man, we got to put Solomon Hill in the game. I see, but the thing is, that was with coaching though. He was unplayable with 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 uh, Lloyd, but when he came back with Nate, it was like, hey, I like the aggression, but chill out. I got I got to <laughs> see I got to see a larger sample size before I'm sure that Cam has no more unplayable moments. I agree. I feel you. Because it, it was you. so bad, sometimes you'd be uncomfortable watching Cam play. Like, you got to take him out of the game. Well, man, so the Hawks, other than that, that's all we got, man. The game, the season starts in about 30 days. I think we start uh, either October, the second week in October, the third week in October. So all of this speculation, trash talking that we've had will we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come to fruition, and we'll see. Yeah, we, we will we see. We ready like Pastor Troy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, if you don't have anything, Norwood, let's get into our favorite segment, News Around the Culture, HBCU News. And Gilly, act like you've been there. <laughs> well, I mean, he has. He ain't, he ain't been there. <laughs> Hell yes. You- And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our favorite segment of our podcast, part one or part two, uh, news around the culture, HBCU news. Of course, you know, Dion is in the headlines. Dion is in the headlines. Dion is in the headlines. Uh, but we also uh, wanted to talk about Gilly the Kid as well as we wanted to talk about the game of the week. So with that being said, let's get to the first topic, man. Dion is holding everybody accountable. The master of marketer himself, Dion, has he used his press conference where they uh, beat Florida A&M last week in the Palmetto State Classic uh, between Jackson State and FAMU in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. They beat him seven to six in what was an ugly, sloppy game, but he focused on the fact that they won. He used his press conference afterwards to say, why don't their players have their names on the back of the jerseys? Right? Dion put the names on the back of the Jackson Jackson State jerseys because their mom, what did he say? Their mama, their daddy, their grandmama, and them came to the game. They may not even, yeah, they came to see their baby. They might not even know his number, especially your grandmama and great-grandmama. They don't know what number you is or number you are. He said is, but what number you are. So put the put the names on the back of the jerseys. What is it, $6 more per jersey? And and for me, thank you, Dion. This is mm-hmm. like some of HBCU football culture is just – High school. Years. It's high school. Yeah. yeah, it's high school shit. No, it's not high school. I had the name on the back of my jersey in high school. Oh, y'all rich because we did not. 
Nah, it was just <laughs> ours was just if you came to a certain amount of workouts, your name went on the back of your jersey. So it was the incentive for you to come work out and put the name on the jersey. It's like he said, it's five bucks. We got that. Mm-hmm. But but you know, HBCU football culture, humility, you know, no shining, none of that. But it's 2021 now. Like we you need to make your players more marketable. They need to be more visible. But there's only like a handful of people who can say it and say it the way that Dion said it so that people respect it. Cause if you played football ever in your life, that name on the back of your jersey is a game. It's official. Woo, you feel official. It, it ain't nothing like it. It may never be anything like it. So and that's a confidence booster, man. If, you, if you've ever had that, you'll swag different. You walk different. You talk different. And it, I think it's great. Man. I think it's great for his players. And I also think that like, it's better for the culture. Like, let's move into the information age. Let's let's not watch all the rest of these teams do this. Let's be a part of this. 100%, man. And I, I like how he – so the way that he said it and the way that he brought it up was it was kind of – in a respectfully class classful or classy respectfully classy manner that he brought it up because fam you didn't have the name on the back of their jersey so he was he was specifically talking to fam you because he had just played him but in totality he was talking to all hbcus but it was a very classy way of bringing it up and you know like I said, Dion, who said he's gonna be there not gonna be there for a long time he's there for what is it good for a good time not a long time he said his motive was to be there no more than five years and to bring the level of HBCU football notoriety up. And that's what he's doing. So shout out to Dion. And if you know anything about primetime, what was his saying coming into the league? If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, what they going to do? They going to pay good. So Dion always has said, look, I am going to look good and I don't want my team to look good. We talked about this, the custom suits from Michael Strahan last week. And it seems like his infectious personality is 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 rubbing off on the entire conference. And I'm excited. One more small tidbit. He has a gold chain and at the end of the gold chain, he has a gold whistle. <laughs> That's I mean, yeah. Yeah, coach, like it is the epitome <laughs> of Coach Prime. Yesterday they uh they were showing on Instagram where he went to watch some teams in Memphis, and I'm like, you know what? If you're a coach and you want to be cool at the same time, you definitely have a chain with a gold whistle. Man, Prime, you know, is my favorite athlete. I'm I'm going to digress before this becomes the the Prime podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't get digress too much because now we got to get into the game of the week. So the last week's game of the week was uh, FAMU versus Jackson State. And this week's game of the week is Tennessee State versus Jackson State. And Tennessee State, uh, we highlighted earlier that they hired Eddie George as the head coach. So now it's Prime versus Eddie George. And Eddie George has been doing good things at Tennessee State as well. So, hey, man, I'm excited about this game. They're playing in Memphis. Previously, this game has taken place in Indianapolis, which I never really understood because Downtown, baby yeah it's cool but nobody was you know nobody indianapolis ain't close to jackson mississippi but memphis is like memphis is closer and tennessee state is in nashville that's not too far from uh in terms of driving everything is drivable so now you can have people there hopefully they follow covid protocols but what i'm saying is now that you can have more people there so shout out to to the SWAC changing the location of this as well. You think who do you think is going to win this game, man? I don't. I think Tennessee State is going to win this game. Honestly, Tennessee State is a better program right now than Texas State. Mm. I'm 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 gonna go with Dion. Like I said, I, I'm I'm go, I'm with Dion until I'm not. <laughs> I get it. I get it, and I didn't want to go against them, but just being from an objective standpoint, I think Tennessee State is going to win this game. Tennessee State actually played Grambling State last week and beat them in a classic as well, and Grambling State looks pretty good as well too. So I got Tennessee State and Eddie George getting the dub against Jackson State. If you have a chance, look at it. I believe the game comes on ESPN uh, as part of ESPN's initiative to get more notoriety to black college games, as well as I do want to bring in a tidbit kind of homage to my grandmother 
Benedict College played um, Edward Waters College last yesterday, Friday. And um, my grandmother, who our rest in peace, passed away, uh, taught at Benedict and she taught at South Carolina State. She went to South Carolina State. Um, she is the Palmetto State. She was 100 percent South Carolina all day, every day. And ESPN showed Benedict and they ended up beating Edward Waters College. I mean, Ed, excuse me, Edward Waters, because we shouted y'all out. Edward, Edward Waters, Waters University. Thank you. And they beat the name right. They beat him like a drum. But it was just awesome to see Benedict uh, on on television. And that was one of the last games that she actually watched. She watched it on television before she passed away. So shout out to Dr. Mariah and the Davis for all the work that she did in the Palmetto State. Shout out to ESPN for um, putting Benedict on television. And shout out to HBCUs and the initiative of getting the notoriety out. Super fire. Super, super, super fire. And Big Mama, if you up there, give South Carolina State all the help they can get because they about to get beat like a drum by Clemson today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Number one, shout out South Carolina State. Uh, Also, Benedict. And Edward Waters University. Also, while we're here, you know, we are heavy into the HBC culture, especially with football. I want to give a shout out to a couple of teams here. You got Alabama A&M, who is receiving votes to be in the top 25 for the FB, uh, excuse me, FCS rankings. You also have Jackson State, who received votes. And North Carolina Central all receiving votes to be in the top 25. So if not this week, then hopefully the weeks to come, we'll have a couple of HBCUs in the top 25 in the football championship series. Yes, sir. If you don't know FCS football championship series, that's basically division one double A for all the old heads to watch football. Correct. Correct. So shout out, shout out, shout out. Let's 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 bring the humor into the HBCU culture. So last week we talked about how uh Jackson State played FAMU. Jackson State had a play where I mean the officiating was atrocious. It was clearly an incomplete pass, but they didn't know. So they decided to let the play go. And Jackson State's uh db picked the ball up and ran into the end zone and as you know dion has a whole lot of celebrity friends one of the celebrity friends if you know about hip-hop is gilly the kid from philly gilly from philly and he was out there (laughs) and (laughs) and the jackson state player gave gilly the ball after they got in the end zone and gilly spiked the ball and it ended up getting a 15-yard penalty for excessive celebration. So shout out to Gilly the Kid for out there looking unathletic. Did you see that play, Norwood? Man, you know how you have that one friend <laughs> or cousin who clearly ain't never been nowhere. And then the first time they go somewhere, they had a time of their life, that was Gilly. Gilly then ran down. And I watched uh, – first of all, Dion is ready to cuss his kids out because they – because he got a 15-yard penalty. And, of course, if you're a football coach and you get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, yes, you already know, first day of practice, you got to pay what you owe. So (laughs) Dion is furious. Then once he gets to his phone, he sees the penalty and finds out that it's Buddy Gilly. Um, Gilly doesn't understand that there's a coaching box and a sideline. He only understands the sideline. So they told him to stay behind the white line, not understanding that you have to stay within the coaching box, which typically goes from 20 to 20. <laughs> Gilly, and, Gilly earned the penalty. And he earned the ban. Dion, I already said, hey, man, I love him. I'm glad to support him. He could come to the game, but he can't be on the sideline no more. <laughs> For like four games, though. He said he had Gilly back hey, my homecoming. <laughs> He gave Gilly the Kid a rapper that's not affiliated with Jackson State at all, a four-game band. That's funny. That's funny to me. But, hey, man, other than that, man, there's some great college football games on this week uh, with uh, black college football. So y'all make sure y'all tune in as well because uh, there's a game over in the Tidewater community era that we have to talk about. Uh, Hampton is playing ODU. And for my 757 folks and my fam, you, I mean, it's a fam, and my Hampton University alum, you know that if we beat ODU, that's a big deal. Because uh, we want to run the 757. State champs, ODU, and then we got to beat Norfolk. So uh, that's a big game as well. And there's some other games. Uh, Southern University is playing Miles College. That's always a huge game. 
not I'm sorry, not always a huge game. That's a big game for Miles. Uh, hopefully, in terms of the bands, that is going to be a wonderful game. They had a pep rally and they had a battle of the bands for that game as well. So, uh, those games are going on as well. And then, of course, this is actually the week that a lot of the black college football teams are going to get mud stopped. Um, <laughs> Auburn's playing Alabama State, the Boone Cookman's playing Central Florida, Grammar's playing Southern Miss, Texas Southern's playing Baylor. So these are this is the money week. Wait, wait, wait. Wake Forest playing somebody too. I, oh, Wake Forest playing Norfolk. And I think they up 21-3 at destroying mid, Norfolk right midway now. through the second quarter. <laughs> hey destroying. man, but you on TV somewhere, bro. We and the notoriety talking. and you getting the money. Tulane's yeah. playing Morgan State, Clemson's playing South Carolina State, Marshall's playing Central, Maryland's playing Howard. So this is the money week for black college football. So Hey, man, we're going to get that money. We're going to get that bread. And, and go play your game, man. That dude from Fordham had 30 tackles versus Nebraska last week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of part one of episode 23 of the Splash Cast. We have talked about the HBCU Nation and Dion uh, still bringing notoriety and the fact that Eddie George is at Tennessee State and they have a game this week. Uh, the Hawks, Trey Young is still trolling <laughs> New York. The Falcon season is finally here. And the Braves are holding on to first place, and we don't take no trash. So, Noah, would you got anything else? No, I think we did a fantastic job parting in such sweet sorrow. But the good thing is, if this is Tuesday, that means that there will be a Splash Cast 12 pack on Wednesday, and there's going to be another episode right right into your headphones on Thursday. So just wait, relax. Me and Reggie got a little bit more. And once again, you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you can't even kick it with me and Reggie. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, hang out. Burning the vula, burning the shmula, burning. Let the Benjamins burn. Let the Benjamins. Let the Benjamins Your attitude displaying jealousy, my doggy. I'm from the lower income, now I'm ballin'. Try to make 10 songs a day before I'm drowsy. Don't wanna get in no slump and get lousy. I tried to hire a stylist, they couldn't style me. You can't keep me under control or rowdy. Out when bunkers in Dior, bought the bending truck, I used to ride in the Explorer. How many, how many, how many? How many, how many people they gonna be there? I'll keep real with you. I'm in the matrix every day. I'm paying close attention. A situation every day. I'm pushing to the limits. You're flipping that raw. You're catching the body. You're straight out the north, my nigga. Don't let them build a case against us. Try and cross this we put in vibes the most, we going coast to coast They get restricted like us, fuck all that child support I whip it in Maybach, nigga, as long as a bus Too many weekends to get in my business like, nah, I don't be going for that I'm not the type to be falling for none of them lies I don't be going for that, shaking the envy y'all I stay new millennial Melting zinc, drinking ass, nigga Fuck you pussies, make the homicide triple Every time she come through, I bust it on the nipple